Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm solo right now. And we are going to talk about Housewives, but before we do, we have some other things to get out of the way. I am in such a great mood this week. <laughs> I mean, it's just been a great week. I don't know if any of you listened to the show on Monday, but on Monday we did a Tyra Banks pop dive, and it was just me and Annabelle DeSisto, who hosts the wonderful podcast called Adderall and Compliments. And she is like one of the most brilliant joke writer, joke tellers I've ever met. And she just makes me laugh so, so hard. And so that was on this past Monday. And so for those of you looking for part two, because it was, I mean, we talked so much, we talked about so much Tyra that it had to be broken up into two parts. So if you're looking for part two, part two of that pop dive will be on this coming Monday. And it's one of my favorites. So if you've never listened to one of the pop dives, I encourage you to listen to part one of the Tyra pop dive, because it is it is bat chip, but it's so, I mean, I was cracking up so hard. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this? And then part two is, uh, I mean, part two cracks me up too. I normally don't listen to any of my shows or any of these because I hate to hear my voice. And I listened to this one and it just was making, I mean, because Annabelle makes me laugh. And then speaking of pop dives, on the Patreon, if you're a member of the Patreon, I added like a little mini pop dive about A Star is Born. So I had my mom in town, both my parents were in town, but my mom's favorite movie is the Barbara Streisand Star is Born. So I talked to her a little bit about A Star is Born and we turned it into like a little 10 minute pop dive for Patreon. So if you want to join the Patreon page or group, if you join the Everything Iconic Patreon, you could access to that little mini pop dive. And that's just patreon.com slash everything iconic. Okay. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh my God. And so many other things. I'm going to Cleveland this weekend. One of my very best friends, Tina DeRose, is getting married. I've known her my whole life. And she's marrying uh, this guy, Chris Noonan, who I went to high school with. And he's a gem. And I just can't wait. I'm going to see one of my best friends, Katie Berlin, at the wedding. And I know we're going to have a good time. And I can't wait to see my family and friends back home. Oh, this wedding. I have a list of songs I'm going to request to the DJ. <laughs> I'm never sure if September's too early to request All I Want for Christmas is You, but I'm going to do it regardless. I feel like people sometimes are reticent of playing All I Want for Christmas is You when it's not November or December, but then if they do, they always love it. So I'm coming in hot with <laughs> I'm coming in hot with Mariah Carey Christmas suggestions for the DJ or a live band. You know, if it's a live band, you know, here go hell come. I'm going up to the guitarist and I'm saying, play Mariah Carey's Christmas album. <laughs> here go hell come. <laughs> you know, and what always happens, like, because I, I did this at my brother's wedding. I made everyone there listen to Mariah's holiday music in September because he got married in September too, years ago. Anyway, I feel like when they play it, then everyone loves it. Like, you, the dance where everyone's like, what's this? And they kind of make fun of it for a second. And then all of a sudden, everyone's on the dance floor rocking out to. Oh, holy night. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, let's put a clip of Oh, holy night in here, just because we need to hear it. I want to hear it. Oh, holy 
giggly. This is, I'm giggly. I'm giggly. I know people, some people hate when I laugh at myself, but I, you know what, it is what it is. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> I'm just, because this is silly. I mean, everything we talk about here is stupid and silly, and I love it. So I'm really excited about that. And then, what else? Uh, oh my God, you guys, I'm burying the lead. So I, I posted about this on my social media, like, crazily. But I was a guest on Heidi and Spencer's podcast from the Hills. They have a podcast called Make Spidey Famous Again. And they invited me on to be a guest. And when I was invited on, they said, like, you can, their producer was like, you can, you know, come in with some questions if you want to talk about Hills stuff, whatever. So when I tell you that I came in with some questions, like, I went in hard. (laughs) I haven't listened to it myself, so I don't know what they, like, cut out or whatever. But we talked so extensively about the old Hills and the reboot. And I felt like they spilled like a lot of stuff that I've never heard before that I don't think has been reported on. I mean, a few of the things they said, there's a different production company behind the reboot. So it's not the same production company that was behind the original, which was surprising to me. And you know, in the teaser trailer that MTV released, how we heard Stephanie Pratt doing a little narration. Well, they said they don't even know if there's going to be narration in this. They're not saying that there's not going to be, but they didn't even know that there will be. So it's not like Stephanie's not doing the narration. I know that was one of the things we were all sort of speculating on. At one point, like Heidi, I was saying, I, you know what you did. Like we were recreating that iconic scene at Ledoux. Do you know why I'm mad at you? Why, Lord? You know why I'm mad at why? you. You know what why? you did. What did I do? You know what, what you did. What did I do? What? <laughs> like literally at one point I said to Heidi, like, you know what you did. And then she said back to me. What? What did I do? What? And I was just, I'm like, this is as good as it gets. Like, talk about Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt. Like, this is as good as it gets. I was never happier than shouting at Heidi Montag Pratt. You know what you did. So I encourage everyone to go listen to it. And I also have like a little clip that we're going to play here that they gave to me to play on this podcast. So we'll play a little portion of it. And and let me think, what should I say here? I'll give some of the scoop away. Oh, so you know how it was reported in Us Weekly that there were some bloggers and that Kyle from um, one of those Disney Channel shows was joining the cast? Well, apparently that's not true. Spencer did allege that somebody will be joining the cast, but not the people that were like rumored to be. But they still don't even know exactly who. They're not even supposed to be saying that they're in the main cast at this point. Like, MTV doesn't want them announcing anything. Of course they are, but they're not supposed to be saying anything about that. But uh, those rumors about those other people joining were not true. At least that's what they alleged. And then, I mean, there was a lot, we talked a lot about Kristen and Elsie. Lauren didn't go to Paris. She's going to always be known as the girl who didn't go to Paris. So the producers of Heidi and Spencer's show were kind enough to give me a little portion that we talked about, a little extra that we talked about, about reality TV and about how social media has changed from when they did their original Hills. And then also just reality TV in general. And I thought it was super, super compelling and so relevant to what we talk about here on this show. Without further ado, and then we'll come back and we'll talk more Housewives and Pop Culture. Probably when The Hills was originally on, like there wasn't social media, right? Just Press Hilton. He was like the only right. person. Uh, and so people couldn't probably reach out to you with, you know, their thoughts or whatever. I was not prepared for the, like, parenting thoughts. Like, I'd always, like, heard people, like, talking about, like, you know, you see in the blogs and the moms shaming the parents. Like, I didn't understand there was a world where people think they DM you on, like, how to be a parent. Like, Mm -hmm. I totally get if I do one of those, like, hey, guys, DM me your thoughts on how we should parent type of story. Then it's like, then we'll... uh, 
you know, it makes sense. But to like just come with like unsolicited yeah. parenting advice, like why don't you just do that with your kid? And instead of DMing me about our kid, I bet if you spent that time with your kid, you would already be a better parent. Right, right. You know, but so that I wasn't prepared for. But yeah, no, I don't like how people feel like if that guy wants to talk shit right to my face, like I'll even respect that. But like yeah. to like not even at me, but like screenshot people talking smart. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like the internet gives people like they're so empowered to say things that like mm-hmm. are so negative that but they then, wouldn't say to your face. Yeah. yeah, and I thought when Post Malone almost like died in that plane crash when he twittered like all you thank you to everyone was like like wishing me positive, but all you people that were wishing me to die, like when I heard that in his tweet, I was like, oh, there's such the more success you get brings even the darkest jealousy and anger. Like, why would you want po- like he's just, he like yeah, talks yeah, yeah. about beer and stuff. Like the guy Yeah, it's like, yeah. like but people are wishing yeah. him to die. Like what did Post Malone like oh he has tattoos on his face, like big effing deal, you know. And it so, feels like it's getting I mean I, I, I it just seems just from like a view viewer standpoint like when i see people that tweet celebrities and stuff it just seems like it's getting darker and darker and like especially i notice with reality stars because i talk a lot about reality tv on my show so but just on a human level you shouldn't say these things about people yeah i feel like reality tv's always started off as like this negative stigma and i don't know if it's because people feel like they could be that person or if it's like a more tangible fame that people want or i'm not sure or just think it's negative about but absolutely anyone in the public eye is putting themselves out there including jennifer lawrence reese witherspoon so it's like why aren't you saying these things about them so i totally agree i think there just weren't the comments and stuff like that then I come for all A-listers, though, so don't worry. I will – Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> um, JK. Yeah, I don't know. What's your it's favorite show? I mean, I love Housewives. New York Housewives is my favorite, although I'm glad Who? it's over because it got kind of dark at the end. Who's oh, it's favorite? over, over? It just like, it oh, wrapped this, this season. Week. This, then, season uh, this season, yeah. Who's your favorite? Uh, I love Ramona Singer. I don't. I think she's a monster, and like I don't want to know her. But I think she makes great TV. And I always think like with a lot of our reality TV stars, we need, you know, a lot of times on a on a show like that, very cavalry. A lot of people in the like blogs and stuff are saying they don't like Shannon. Well, I love Shannon, but I think we need different levels on these reality shows. We can't just have all nice people that are boring, you know. Yeah. And it's like we need someone to kind of stir things up a little bit. And sometimes it's okay to hate someone on one of these reality shows if they're like moving the storyline along. It's so hard to be that person though it's like how come everyone else gets to be like the the nice loving person and then you have to be that one who makes the show but doesn't get the credit for it and so did you that's guys feel challenging that with the hills did you feel like lauren was getting like because of course she was kind of the girl next door edit and mm-hmm. you guys got more of the villain edit but you guys if there wasn't you guys in the storyline what was happening yeah so that's so challenging yeah i just can't get over the shannon like i watched every episode there's shannon did nothing to like warrant negativity like, but I yeah. guess she's the most of the, of the cast. Yeah, so right. And I guess, too, that's just part of the game is, like, she's yeah. giving the most personality on screen. Right. So it's like, then, of course, you're going to have a high, or more of an opinion about her than someone who's just sort of, like, there was a few people on that cast that were just, nothing was really happening. They were just kind of there. Yeah. So it's hard when you're her. You know, you're making the show. You're the entertaining one. You're stirring it up. And then you get the hate for it. It's like, yeah. how does this even add up? That person should get, like, some yeah, kind of credit or paid series, more. Yeah, series, she'd be getting paid more. She'd be the biggest star. It's yeah. like entertainment should just be entertainment. It should like 
Yeah, because if you strip these reality shows of the people that have the biggest personalities, because at the end of certain seasons of Housewives, let's say, there'll be a housewife like Brandy Glanville. Let's say she's not, I, I loved watching Brandy Glanville and people were calling for her to be taken off the show, right? But we need her for the show. And after she leaves the show, then it's like it gets boring. And so there has to be some sort of difference between like not calling for these people to get off the show. Does that make sense? Yeah. The second Brandy left, it was like, I mean, they brought in that ringer. She's entertaining, but she's not a Brandy. Like when Brandy and Kim were in that bathroom and coming out at the way, like that show ended after that party when they were like... Beverly Hills has gotten rid of all, like Taylor Armstrong. Remember how great she was for TV? Uh, Brandy oh or Kim Richards. I, I mean, like, Taylor. You wonder how much it is the cast getting together and being like, none of us will film with blah, blah, blah. Because I, I know that would happen to us. So I'm sure that they don't want to deal with these people and getting it out. But it's like, well, what about the overall success of your show? But I guess they just don't care. And I'm sure Lisa Vanderpump has a lot of power because right. she has Vanderpump rules and seems really close to Andy. So I bet she's like the secret LC of that show. Vanderpump really like the all the whole cast comes together even when they don't like each other I feel like they'll still film with each other yeah oh my god wasn't that good hi I loved the hills so much you guys and everyone's been asking me about a hills pop dive and I I had kept saying that I'm going to do it I promise I'll get to it but I knew that I was going on their show so I wanted to wait until I had that experience before I did like a full-blown Hills or Laguna Beach pop dive. So I promise they're coming. Now that I did that experience, I feel like I can I can talk endlessly about it now. So I'm ready. So it'll be, you know, we have a bunch of pop dives already lined up, so it'll be in a couple months. But I promise I'm getting to it. I promise, 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 promise. And don't you just miss the Hills? I miss, I, that was like an activity. We, I just remember watching it as a group. Even when I moved to LA, it was towards the end of the the hills. And I remember like watching it. It was when Matt and I first got together, we were watching the end of it. I mean, that was back when I could get him to watch things like the hills. <laughs> now he just watches murder mysteries, you guys. And it's way Matt watches every fucking murder mystery, like anything on like Discovery ID or like any of those. And I can't watch them because of my my proximity to depression like i cannot do it and he's and i also think it's not good like i don't think it's a good thing for anyone to be watching too many murder mystery shows i mean he's like constantly coming up with conspiracy theories <laughs> you guys this is funny so we got a email from our apartment like the manager or whatever saying that they needed to enter the units for her it was like some sort of insurance check like they were doing they were entering all the units okay and I swear, like, Matt has been in a tailspin about this. He's, like, thinking that they're coming to, like, check out the stuff. And he, like, set up all these cameras inside to, like, make sure. And I'm like, Matt, you need to calm the fuck down. Like, <laughs> bang, bang, is My husband. They're just literally, like, entering the apartment just because it's part of protocol or whatever. Like, they're not gonna, not here to steal your things or to, you know, spy on your whatever. But it's just because he watches too many of these goddamn shows. I'm like, sit down, stop watching these, put on 90 Day Fiance, <laughs> which you guys, oh my God, I got addicted to 90 Day Fiance recently. All right, we need to get to Bravo, Housewives News, all of that. So before we recap Dallas and Orange County, I have to get through some Roni news. Okay, Sonia, news alert. First of all, Barbara Kovovit, I think that's how you say her name. I think she's joining the Houses of New York. Of course, Page Six reported on it. And then Bethany had posted in her story, she was with Luann, and she tagged this Barbara woman. Now, I am excited about this woman, but I have some 
I have some reservations. First of all, we've seen this woman before. I don't know if you remember when Carol was miked a couple seasons ago before Luann married Tom. They were at this big event and Carol was talking to Barbara off camera, but the mic picked it up. And Carol was saying, you know, what do you have planned over Christmas? And Barbara said, you know, she had Luann's wedding. And then they were talking about, like, should she go through with it or something? And I remember Barbara said, What are you doing for Christmas? I'm going to see my mom, and then I'm She thinks Luann has something to prove, and she'd rather go through with it and get a divorce. And, of course, I remember this hot mic moment. So I'm, first of all, already on board because this woman seems messy. <laughs> I think, like, you know, yippee, yippee. <laughs> I was about to say, yippee kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yippee kaye, motherfucker. I'm excited for this Barbara to join. You know what? That works. I am very excited. I do think the, uh, the new cast member should be a woman of color. We haven't had a woman of color on this show. Of course, we had Jules, who was, uh, she was part Asian, but I think we need a woman of color on this franchise. And I was thinking about, I'm like, why haven't they cast someone? Because New York is, of course, such a melting pot, and it seems like the perfect city to have a woman of color. Then I was thinking about like how difficult. <laughs> this is the only reason I'm giving these producers some leeway. The only reason, of course. And I, I still think they need to cast a woman of color. However... The only reason I get them, I'll give them a little bit of slack is because I was thinking about how much of a nightmare it would be to have to handle all of these personalities. So I was just thinking, like, imagine having to work with Ramona and Luann and Bethany and Sonia and Dorinda. And Tinsley's probably like the least of their worries, but it must be so exhausting, like all the demands and the and the drama behind the scenes. Like we see all the drama on camera, but I'm sure behind the scenes there's a lot more going on. So the only reason I give them a little slack is because it must be just such a nightmare. So the last thing they're probably thinking about is like casting. It's like, just just get through the season. You know, it must be very difficult. And I know we were all excited about Jill. From what I've heard, allegedly, I don't think they were able to work out contract stuff. Allegedly, possibly, maybe with Jill. However, I do think she'll maybe appear, but I don't know. I had heard some things. I had heard that they were trying to do either full-time or a friend of for Jill, and that they weren't able to make it happen. But this could be wrong, and that could all change. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, because I want to see Jill. At the very least, I hope we get multiple appearances from Jill. Anyway, I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for Barbara. And again, it's not too late to get a woman of color in there. So I'm just saying, bravo, if you're listening, <laughs> like, let's, let's get someone. Now, what else? Oh, Beverly Hills. I don't know if you guys saw Denise got married in a miniskirt, and... <laughs> I mean, I like live for that. I li- did you guys see her wedding dress, Denise Richards? Like, apparently they filmed at her wedding. LVP was there. Dorit was there. And Denise's wedding dress. I mean, she it was like a skirt. I mean, it was like a mini skirt. And she has phenomenal legs. So I'm like, good for you. You know, when I saw Wild Things as a as a teenager, do you remember that movie Wild Things where she had a three way with Nev Campbell and Matt Dillon? That made me totally sexually confused at the time. <laughs> I remember renting that from like the library, which now I'm thinking like, why was that at the library? But I rented that on VHS at the library and it was a very dark and confusing time for me. So Denise still looks stunning and she looked great. Her legs look great in that, but it was shocking to see. Like I saw the photo of her in the wedding dress, like from the waist up at first. And I was like, oh, she looks stunning, beautiful, traditional. And then I saw a zoomed out picture on, I think like one of the gossip sites. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Note to self. I don't need to see that. <laughs> but again, 
gorgeous. And, oh my god, you guys, did you see? So there are also these photos from the wedding of Dorit and and Denise talking, and it looks like they're in a confrontation. Like, it looks like they're arguing about something at Denise's wedding. Which, come on. I mean, like, did Dorit confront her at her wedding? I'm all on board for that. <laughs> I saw that, and I'm like, I'm back on board with Beverly Hills. <laughs> Good for you, Denise. I was skeptical at first. But then you got married in miniskirt and confronted Dorit. I am on board. But do you guys know that her husband, her now husband, just got officially divorced from Nicolette Sheridan from Desperate Housewives? You guys, I need a Nicolette appearance subplot. I need Nicolette Sheridan on here. I feel like if there's anyone that could really spice up Beverly Hills, it's Nicolette Sheridan. And like maybe not this coming season, but maybe they're setting the scene, setting the stages for Nicolette to show up. I don't know. I'm excited. What else? Married to Medicine. Are you guys watching Married to Medicine? It's, of course, firing on all cylinders. There was an amazing fight a couple episodes ago between Mariah and Heavenly. You know what you can do with your apology. You can kiss it. Can anybody else that go along with you on your fake, phony-ass spiritual journey can kiss it, too? And I hope you can stop pretending and you have one. And your teeth are beautiful. Mariah's back now, full-time in the show, and I love her. She gives, like, the best soundbite. But Married to Medicine, if you guys are not watching, you have to get on board, because it is fantastic. Okay, so let's get into Dallas. Now, this episode of Dallas, like, it started off so sugary sweet with (laughs) all these, like, them just being moms, right? Like, it was all of our girls just being moms. We opened with Cam, and she's insane, but I love her. We haven't talked about Cam's tagline. (laughs) The way she, her delivery of it is so funny. And somebody DM me about this and she's like, you, the person that DM me, I forgive me. I don't remember the name, but she's like, you got to talk about her line delivery. And it is truly insane. Cam's line delivery of her tagline. She's like, I've got heels that are higher than your standards. <laughs> Stupid. And then the best part about it is that then it cuts right to Leanne's and Leanne's is so forceful and scary. <laughs> like, you don't mess with Texas and you don't mess with me. <laughs> like the the shift between going to Cam's tagline to Leanne's tagline, they're just hands. <laughs> like Leanne's voice terrifies me, and I but I love it. I love her to death. <laughs> She's my fave. But anyway, then we have all these parenting scenes. We see Cam with her kids. We see Brandy making some baked goods with her kids, and Brandy's kids seem especially tough. <laughs> I mean, she's got that. She's got a newborn baby, and then she's got the two kids. And you guys, as I was watching this, again, uh, shout out to moms, because moms have the most exhausting jobs in the world, and truly the the most important jobs in the world. And to see Brandy with, like, a baby and then two young kids and trying to bake something, like, when I'm baking in the kitchen, it is stressful. Like, if, and I'm talking when it's just me. Like, if I'm just baking cookies and Matt walks in the kitchen, I'm like, get out of here. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Remember Romeo Shell's like, fuck off, Toby. That's what I say to Matt when he like walks in and I'm baking oatmeal cookies. Oh, Toby, fuck off. And so I can't imagine like trying to make any sort of boxed baked good with two young children and a newborn baby. Like I would lose it. 
So the fact that Brandy's holding it together is something that we should salute. <laughs> and I'd like to salute all the mothers out there. Anyway, then we cut to Leanne, who's on a date with Rich. And so Leanne's confronting Rich about all the marriage stuff. So the girls last week, they told Leanne, like, when are you getting married? Why don't you have a date? And so she confronts Rich about it in the scene at dinner. And he seemed blindsided by the marriage talk to me, didn't he? It seemed bizarre. And they, so they have this emotional connection and he sort of reproposes and then they cry. And I just had to laugh, not about the crying. I had to laugh that these women are always at a restaurant crying. And look, I've been there. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Same. But when you really think about it, to be out in public at a dinner table crying, and it happens weekly on every franchise, like there's always a woman crying at a table. Again, I've been there before too. I remember. This one time when I was new in LA, like there was this guy I had like a huge crush on. And he asked me on what I thought was a date. Like I got super excited. I was like, oh my God, we're going to fall in love. And so he picked me up and he took me. Ready for this? He's like, we're going to dinner. Pick me up. Took me to a Baja Fresh. Now, a Baja Fresh is like a, a step below a Chipotle. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of a Wendy's. I got, he basically brought me to Wendy's, but he brought me to Baja Fresh, and then he went to the bathroom at one point. Like he excused himself to the bathroom, and La Isla Bonita by Madonna was playing on the loudspeaker, and I just sobbed at the table. <laughs> I like cried my eyes out, and I was like trying to get it together before he came back. And I, just let me say that the napkins at Baja Fresh are not high quality. <laughs> They're not. It's not easy to wipe your eyes with the Baja Fresh napkin. Okay. So like my when he came back, my eyes were red. I was just like, oh, it's allergies. I'm allergic, you know, to the Baja Fresh. (laughs) You never want to take anyone to date on a Baja Fresh, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) If anyone's out there listening and you're inviting someone on a date, you know, take them somewhere where someone serves you. That's bare minimum. Bare minimum. You shouldn't have cafeteria trays at the restaurant you're going to do a date on. I did appreciate the Madonna playing on the loudspeaker, but you also shouldn't have to go to a station to get your own salsa for the food. At Baja Fresh, there's like a big station where you have to put your salsa in these little like plastic cups. That's not a romantic date. We never saw each other again, me and that man. (laughs) Where was I? (laughs) This is like my therapy. Um, oh, Cam's. Okay, so then we cut to Cam, who's getting ready for the pet expo for her pink dog food. Again, I'm a big fan of the pink dog food. I think it's great. And the kids are just, they're trying to help her, but they're also just being loud and crazy. And again, shout out to moms, because it seemed exhausting. And you guys, I my breath like leapt from my chest when I heard one of Cam's daughters say that the pink dog food was dumb. I mean, <laughs> on camera, to her mother... She said the pink dog food idea was dumb. And look, the little girls, Cam's children, agree with the rest of the public. I feel like I'm the only one rooting for this pink dog food to work. (laughs) I literally am the only one who thinks it's a good idea. Even Cam's family thinks it's a terrible idea. But I love that they caught that on camera. Uh, Can you guys tell my voice is a little hoarse today? I'm I'm sorry. My apologies. It's been hoarse. I mentioned on the Tyra Banks pop dive. It probably because I put my lips on the quiet woman window. <laughs> anyway, I apologize that I have a, a little extra vocal fry today. So then Deandra and Leanne meet up. Deandra said that she's been sleeping 10 hours after their trip, like after that vacation where they were drinking so much. Like, I don't know how these women drink that much. And Deandra is like being very tough on Leanne about this wedding stuff to Rich and like how much time they're waiting and setting a date. And I really just want to be like, Deandra, shut the fuck up. Like, let Leanne decide 
I don't know what her, her obsession about it is. And here's what I think bothers me the most. It seems like DeAndra's just trying to like stir some shit up with Leanne. It doesn't seem like she's actually caring about it. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't seem like a good friend caring about another friend and her happiness. It seems like DeAndra's just being petty. Again, I'm here for it to watch it, but... <laughs> and then uh, they start talking about DeAndra's relationship with Brandy, and Leanne says, my heart has been shredded by her. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> was it that dramatic? <laughs> So then we cut to the girls going to a rodeo, and I it was for Deandra's birthday. I don't know what the fuck camera's wearing, but I loved it. <laughs> we also got some good flashbacks. So they did like the, they showed us stills of the women. They showed us a still of Deandra and her mama D and uh, whoever Deandra's father was. They showed a picture of them in their full cowboy outfits. And you guys, it was full blown like Reba McIntyre album cover realness. <laughs> Like, talk about fancy. I mean, that was, <laughs> it was like they watched the music video for fancy and they were like, get me all of that. And I loved it. I'd like to see more family photos of Dee and DeAndra. And then also someone came along who we've never met, before, never met before. I don't think. Maybe we've seen her before, but I haven't, I don't recall her. And it was Brandy's friend, Joyce. And I wrote in my notes, who is this? I don't know who it is. I'd like to find out. She didn't offer anything to the scene or the remainder of the episode. <laughs> but she was there, and they she did get a subtitle. Uh, so then, you know, they're talking about the bulls. At one point, the bulls are coming, and Cam can't say bull. She says bull. <laughs> it's, really, it's kind of annoying. I, I, I'm sure I say certain words wrong, and I don't mean to, but it's just annoying to me when somebody's, like, proud of it. <laughs> Cam also said that the bulls should be on leashes, and I thought, really? <laughs> so they're at this rodeo, and they're celebrating Deandra's birthday, and then at one point, Brandy pulls out a beer bong, and this was shocking to me. I was blown away. She just brought a beer bong in her purse, and you won't get this from the other franchises. This is why Dallas is above, above the rest. I mean, she pulled a beer bong out of her purse. I haven't seen that since college. And then it got even darker when Deandra publicly beer bonged. I just couldn't stop thinking about D. Deandra's mom watching the scene and seeing her daughter, a Simmons, a Simmons beer bonging. I mean, from what these women tell us, like the Simmons name, much like the Westcott name, is very important to Dallas society. And here's Deandra on her 49th birthday, beer bonging in the middle of the bar. I was shocked. <laughs> and she went on. I mean, Deandra is like a different person this season. She was talking about her sex with her husband. She said he likes to do reverse cowgirl, which I don't, you know, I don't need to see that. <laughs> and, then, and then Leanne, they were all sort of getting drunk and being very vulgar. Leanne at one point said she maybe, did she say she broke a man's ribs from sex with her legs or something? Like I wrote in my notes, what's happening? <laughs> I'm all here for these people being sex positive. And I always say that about New York. I love when the girls are talking about sex because it's it's very like sex in the city. And we don't see that in scripted stuff. Like even some of our best scripted things that are, there's few and far between things that are scripted starring women over, you know, 40. And when there are scripted things starring women over 40, they're rarely talking about sex. So I always love on these reality shows when they do. And it's fun to see it on Dallas because it's a different flavor than the New York sex talks. Also, I mean, who doesn't love a cowboy? I dated a cowboy once. <laughs> I love a cowboy. The hottest. Um, what else? Where are we at? <laughs> oh, we see Carrie and Mark. They're doing some 
They're looking at some construction sites, and apparently they're getting some stove. And it always seems like in Carrie's confessional, she's like trying to politely say that like Mark's not gay. Do you know what I mean? Like she's like Mark likes likes the stove, and you know I feel like I'm gonna have to walk in with laundry to distract him with the stove. And I'm like, it always feels like Doth protests too much, and she's trying to like excuse that Mark can cook. And I think that all men should know how to cook, straight, gay, whatever. Like people in general should know how to cook. It's like a life skill. And to me, it shouldn't be like a gender thing. Like cooking in the kitchen, there should be no gender to it. Like a man should be able to cook. It's it's such a weird thing to me when like people are surprised that a woman can't cook or they're surprised that a man can. It's like, why are we putting a gender on cooking? (laughs) Really bizarre. It's always been bizarre to me. And growing up, like my dad used to cook. My mom probably did more of the cooking, but my dad could cook. All men should cook. Oh, so then, you know, I mentioned like the family names. So we learned a little bit more about how like the Westcott name and the Simmons name are very important. And Cameron, her confessional, she said, she said something about like she wouldn't put a K cup up her butt. <laughs> I love that we're still talking about like Deandra putting a K cup up her butt. I mean, like, what happened to Deandra this season? <laughs> love watching it, but shocking transformation. And what is D thinking? I need like them to reboot People's Couch. Only it's just D watching Rouses of Dallas. Like I, that's a show that I need. Bravo. <laughs> and even though Deandra is like kind of acting a little ridiculous, her statements and her speech when she was talking to Brandy and I don't know if this was in her confessionals or when she was talking to the girls, but it was sort of powerful. And she was saying, you know, like I've tried to be prim and proper my whole life and do what everyone was expecting me to do, and now I just want to have fun and be myself. And that to me was very powerful. Like I, I was turning on Deandra, and then when she was started talking about that, I was like, yeah, you know what? I get that. It's just weird to see it at forty nine years old. But I guess you know she's lived a different life, and so it is kind of nice to see her coming out of her skin. Do I need to see her putting a K cup up her butt and spitting it out? No. <laughs> Leanne had the line of the night, you guys. The line of the night when she said, "Deandra behaving like Brandy." Because she grew up in a society that uplifted her, and now she's just turning around, spreading the cheeks of her ass, and dropping a K-cup on him. I've never heard heard a better line, ever. That's point blank, period. There's never never been a better line uttered on TV. So what else? So then we're ending where they're all super drunk. Leanne is giving Deandra a lap dance, and she's dancing on the floor, like just thrusting around, and other people at this bar just looking at them like they're crazy. Leanne's dancing at that bar was just shocking and beautiful. And they're drinking again. It's like, these women can drink. Good for them. Then finally, we end the episode with Stephanie meeting with Brandy and Brandy's mom. And they're talking about Stephanie's trip. And what I loved about this scene, there wasn't like a whole lot. Brandy was just sort of saying what happened. But what I loved was that Stephanie's obviously very close to Brandy's mom. And I always just love, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, when your best friend is friends with your family, like when your best friend is close with your mom or your siblings. I just think there's something so beautiful about that. Like I love I love when my friends know my family and and vice versa. I think I don't know, beautiful thing. It's a sign of like a real true friendship. So that's Dallas. 
All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listing, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Now, we're going to hop on to OC. So, Orange County. You guys, this episode was good. We had some drama. We had some laughs. It wasn't, of course, uh, anything like the Brooks seasons or anything like that, but it was a good episode for where we're at. (laughs) We open with the golf course. Tamara and Shannon are still fighting, and Tamara... She said, I know what it's like to have a husband that's attacked. And she said, she said, I'll punch your tit. And I really like that as an insult, as a comeback, as a course of action, I'll punch your tit. <laughs> and then Shannon goes away. She like walks away. She gets into the clubhouse or club, you know, where they sell the golf gear. I mean, I can't believe we're getting more than one episode out of this golf trip because that golf trip was terrible, but we're getting multiple arcs out of it. Anyway, <laughs> Shannon goes behind the door. And I instantly get excited when I see like the door and a uh, subtitle, like my serotonin levels just go through the roof because I think of like Leanne Locken behind the door. And so I see Shannon, the camera people don't go in the door, but Kelly does go in. And oh my God, I got chills. I got chills. I was super excited about what's to come. Fortunately, it wasn't that exciting of a door moment. However, it did happen. It did happen. I feel like that's how you could explain every moment on Orange County. It's like, I felt like it was going to be an exciting moment, and then it just sort of happened, right? (laughs) That's how it always is. Um, And then we get back, Shannon goes back to the table, and we have cake for Vicky and Shannon's birthday parties. And at this point, they're all pretty wasted. You can see in their faces, in their eyes, in their makeup, in their hair, they're pretty drunk at this point. And they had some birthday cake. At one point, I thought someone's sleeve was going to go in the fire, or somebody was going to, like, you know, Dorinda style, put their face into the f- open flames of their birthday cake. However, that didn't happen. <laughs> There's always so much pressure on birthdays. I'm not a birthday person. Like, I want my birthday to be acknowledged. However, I don't like to do a big hoopla. And my birthday is actually coming up. It's October 9th for all of those that are interested. <laughs> not that anyone cares, but it's October 9th. But I, everyone, when people ask me, they're like, what are you doing for your birthday? And it's like, I don't want to do anything. I want to watch TV. I want to watch what I want to watch and have some cake and some good food. And I want everyone to just sort of like say happy birthday. But I don't like having like a big party or a bi- I hate a surprise party. Forget it. Anyway, then Vicky and Tamara go into the restaurant in the golf course and they're wasted. Tamara has her little scooter and they meet Steve and... <laughs> Again, Vicky and Tamara are, like, wasted, and Vicky says she thinks that Steve looks like George Clooney, but he really looks like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> however, however, I do think it's really cute that, like, Vicky is so attracted to Steve. I think that's, like, 
I guess we've seen it before from Vicky. I mean, she felt this way about Brooks and, but it's just nice to see anyone that's so attracted to their partner. So it's like, of course, of course, we're all looking at this and we're thinking, Steve does not look like George Clooney. However, it's cute that Vicky thinks that, I think. And then Tamara just takes it one step too far, as she always does. She says, so you're blowing him and you're fucking him. And without without skipping a beat, Vicky says, as much as I can. (laughs) As much as I can, I'm blowing him and I'm fucking him. And it's like, good for Vicky. Good for you. Get that. Get that dick, Vic. (laughs) Get that dick, Vic. That should be her. That should be someone's tagline next season. Okay, so then it's revealed that Shannon has an accident and she has to get a scooter. And I feel like this is supposed to be funny, right? Like, this is supposed to be a good laugh, but it just wasn't. <laughs> it just wasn't. I don't know. It's, I guess it's sort of funny that these women are both, there's two women in this cast of, I don't know, five or six running around with a scooter, but it just felt too forced to me. And also, I was laughing, though, thinking about how soap operas, like, Housewives are, are modern day soap operas. And it's like, imagine if somebody was writing a soap opera and they wrote more than one character to have a one-legged scooter. <laughs> like, everyone would think they're fucking nuts. It's like the fact that we have two women on a scooter in this franchise is just, it's insane, hilarious, and a little too try-hardy. But that's Orange County. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, and then Tamara says to Shannon that Shannon only talks about herself and... Tamara says, I've been going through all this stuff with Eddie's health and blah, blah, blah. And I know you've been going through your divorce with David, but I feel like we only talk about that. And I know people like that. Have you guys ever had a friend where it's like they only talk about their own issues? And it's excused for a while, right? Like a lot of times when somebody's going through something, like Shannon was going through a divorce. So it's like, okay, it's okay. You could talk about your divorce for a while. We'll focus on that. But I've have. I have had friends in the past where it's like they won't stop talking about their issues and they never ask you a thing about yourself. And I mean, a a relationship, a friendship, even just a conversation is supposed to be a two-way street. So I feel like you have to ask other people about how they're doing. It can't just be you talking about yourself, even though you may be going through a really rough time. I remember somebody told me this, like if you're finding yourself in conversations with friends and family where you're only talking about yourself then that means you probably need a higher professional. And then you could get those thoughts out with a professional and you could still talk to your friends and family about whatever issues going on in your life, but you're not monopolizing the relationship. So I think that's good advice. (laughs) I feel like Dr. Amador, Bethany's therapist right now. Uh, Let's see, let's see. So Tamara reveals that Eddie's not taking his meds and I don't really understand why. I don't get why Eddie's not taking his meds. I mean, I know Eddie doesn't want to be on the show, but I think he still wants to be here with us. <laughs> I don't mean that's I don't mean that that, that sound. I'm laughing because I'm I made an uncomfortable joke, but I'm not laughing at Eddie. I want Eddie to be he- healthy and happy, and off my show. But I want him healthy and happy, just off my show. <laughs> but I don't know that. And then Tamara said he's praying. Tamara said they were getting into like religious arguments. This was a little confusing to me because. She said, Eddie said, I'm on the phone with your God. And I was thinking, like, I couldn't tell if they were being metaphorical or if Eddie was, like, actually pretending to be on a phone call with God. <laughs> and, I, like, I just don't understand. I didn't know if that was what it meant. Like, did Tamara mean he was metaphorically talking to God? But then she, like, mentioned a phone call. So I was like, is he just, like, picking up a... You know how when you're in public, I don't know if you guys ever do this, like, I used to do this in Chicago when I would ride public tra- transportation. I would take my phone and pretend to be on it. You know, so I wasn't really talking to anyone, but I would just like hold the phone up to my ear and I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get milk and bread or 
or I'd pretend to talk to my mother. And so I don't know if Eddie was doing this to Jesus, and I, I, that was unclear to me. So maybe we'll get answers in the future. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So look, here I am calling on Eddie to be off this program. However, you know we got one of the best things I've ever seen on this show with this episode when Tamara revealed Eddie's headshots. I use the term headshot loosely. That's what she called it. However, these are not traditional headshots. She said Eddie did theater in college. I don't think theater in college is synonymous with taking shirtless headshots. I've done theater before. I did theater in college a little bit, and I've taken plenty of headshots. I did have one headshot photographer who, like, I was wearing a button-up, and he kept unbuttoning a button (laughs) until it was, like, almost all the way down. And then at a certain point, I'd be like, stop. (laughs) It looks like maybe Eddie was in a session like that, and they just kept going, and he finally got that top off. But these didn't seem like traditional headshots. I mean, these were more glamour shots. Like in theater, I was going through the mechanics of it. So if you're in college theater, you need a headshot that shows your range as an actor. That doesn't include shirtless shots. Like a shirtless shot, that's for what they call a comp card. And a comp card is when you plan on modeling. Now, modeling's a different thing than acting. This looked like Eddie was doing photos for a comp card. This seemed like it had nothing to do with theater school. That's my POV on it. I'm not sure that I have you know, know all the facts, but that's my POV on it. Anyway, then Tamara, you know, she's setting up this party and it's everyone's supposed to be wearing red. And Tamara, she's never looked better than she did in that red outfit and her hair looked stunningly perfect. Her makeup looked great. Tamara really did look phenomenal at this red party. So then Shannon scooted on into this party on her scooter and I just, gosh, I thought enough. Remember when Taylor Armstrong stood up at that dinner party from Helen? She just said enough. That's how I felt. <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, by the end of the season, like for sure, Vicky's going to be on a scooter or a wheelchair. Like Vicky's going to go full crutches, wheelchair. <laughs> and so many of our Bravo talent is getting hurt, injured. I remember Ramona was in that wheelchair in Cartagena. We, of course, had Craig had that. Craig and Naomi both had those injuries on Southern Charm. I mean, these people need to be more careful. So then we're all at the party, and it's revealed that Gina's having problems with her husband, Matt, who we've never seen on this show before. We've seen pictures, but we haven't seen him seen him. And look, my heart grows out to her, but I, something is a little fishy to me about it, just because we haven't seen him. And I always think from a production standpoint, so I think, like, did she sign up for this, knowing that he would never appear and that they were already getting a divorce? I mean, is that maybe that's naive, maybe that's pessimistic of me. But I, it's like, why haven't we seen him at all? But maybe it's all the truth. It just feels a little stagey to me. However, Gina does seem really smart. Like, this conversation she was having with Emily, and then even in her confessional when she was saying, you know, in Log Island, we were together when we were young, and the next step is to get married. And she seemed to be very rational about it, and she seemed very intelligent when she was talking about it. And also very self-aware, which I find, for a housewife, is usually sort of rare. Like, she seemed very self-aware of what her issue in her relationship was. So then we get to the meat of the episode, which is Kelly versus Steve Lodge, and then ultimately Kelly versus Shane, and then ultimately Kelly versus Emily Simpson. So first, there's like reports that Steve was talking about Kelly in page six, and Kelly always goes low, and Shannon was even trying to tell Kelly, like, hey, if you go talk to Steve, like, try not to, you know, try to keep your cool a little bit so you get your point across. And then they did the flashbacks to Kelly, <laughs> Kelly's like best moments. <laughs> Like the Kelly saying, You told my friend she was ugly. Well, she is ugly. She is. You don't call people ugly. <laughs> and that's a horrible thing to say to any human. 
out loud. Like you should not talk like that. And it's like Kelly does. And that's why she's great TV, but also just like, (laughs) it's fun to watch. And then also there was that scene at that, that restaurant when all the girls were together and she said the C word, who did she call Tamara or Shannon the C word? Oh my God. Kelly has no filter at all. No filter. So then Kelly goes up and starts talking to Steve and Steve's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know what you're talking about. And Kelly says, I could read you what you said verbatim. She said verbatim instead of verbatim. <laughs> and it was just a, such a little beautiful, beautiful moment. I loved it. Verbatim. Like, and she wasn't trying to say that. That was just something like a slip of the tongue. And then Shane, Emily's husband, starts jumping in. And I thought, abort, abort. <laughs> what are you doing, Shane? You know, you got no skin in this game, like Dorinda said. <laughs> abort mission. But he just kept on kind of chiming in. I didn't like, so then Kelly kind of is like, stops up and she starts to walk away. And then Shane says to her, you're drunk. She didn't say you're a drunk. She said, you're drunk. <laughs> he said, you're drunk. This was gross to me because she's like, Kelly turned around right away and was like, I only had one drink. And he said, that's your normal behavior. And it felt been try- it felt a little gaslighting to me. It was like, Shane, she didn't seem drunk to me. She, of course, wasn't being calm, cool, and collected or clear. However, she didn't seem drunk. And so it was like, oh, you're drunk. Kind of labeling her that grossed me out a little bit. And then I wrote in my notes, good for Kelly for calling him, you know, telling him to back off. And I don't like any of these men getting too involved. It's like, this is a, this is a show for, this is their show. Like, you're not a main cast member. Like, just, ugh. It didn't seem like a fight that he should jump in. But then it caused Emily to stick up for Shane. And Emily, like, went insane. And her voice dropped two, two octaves. Emily's voice dropped two octaves when she started yelling back at Kelly. And it was like, what is going... She turned into Luann. She's <laughs> like, I'll kill you! <laughs> it was like a mix of Luann and Leanne. You think I, I was drunk? You're a little bitch, dude. Kelly, that's my husband. That's a little bitch. Hey, that's right, my right, husband. Right. Oh, yeah, go ahead. It was like, Emily, where'd this person come from? I loved it. I mean, she was tough, and she seemed, like, scary to me. And also, Kelly, Kelly's tough on her own. I thought, like, oh, you're going after Kelly. Like, this is this is pretty intense. But it ended. I thought, like, this should have been the meat of the episode. This was what they teased us with for two weeks. We had last week off because of Labor Day. And so they teased us for two weeks, and it should have been a meatier episode. And the fact that they saved it for the end of the episode, it just sort of bugged me. But it was wonderful. I mean, that moment when Emily's voice lowered and she was just yelling, I'll kill you. Oh, I got chills. <laughs> and of course, we know now that they're you know friendly in real life because Emily said on this show that her and Kelly are good. So it's nice to know that you know these two got through it. <laughs> Death threats. They threatened murder and here they are friends today. And that's Housewives in a Nutshell. <laughs> that's Housewives in a Nutshell. So it was a good episode, you guys. I know I've been tough on Orange County, and I, I I'm tough because I care. You know, we've been on, we've had the highest of highs with these girls, and I, I, I just want them to do well. I want to see them succeed, as the the as the bitch sesh girls always say. I want to see them succeed. <laughs> I want to see a business succeed. So, you guys, that's the episode. Next week looks good. I want to thank you all for listening to the solo episode. We'll have a guest next week. Monday is part two of our Tyra Pop Dive. It's really great and insane, and I hope you all listen to it. (laughs) It's on Patreon now, too. If you join the Patreon, you can get access to that part two of the Pop Dive. 
right now. And if you join the Patreon for $4 or more per month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes. We do two Real Houses of New York recaps, and the money just helps support this podcast and make it. So I really appreciate it. What else? Please, I want to thank Samsung Technologies for sponsoring this show. I want to encourage everyone to go rate and review this on iTunes if you like it. If you don't like it, please, you know, just send me a DM and let me know. <laughs> I love you all so much for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. You can also join the Everything Iconic Facebook group by searching Everything Iconic. And it's the, the group is called Everything Iconic, the Cynthia Swan Crisis Center for Pop Culture Lovers. And that's a play on the First Wives Club. So, so yippee kaye, motherfuckers. Have a, great, <laughs> have a great weekend. I love you all. Oh, and let's do a cool down. Let's do a cool down. I know I don't have Whitney here with me today, but... We can do a cooldown. So let's, this is what they do in the workout class I go to sometimes. So I think it's important we all do it. We all need it. So everyone take a deep breath in. Hold it. Take a deep breath out. Take a deep breath in again. I, wanna, I want you all to take a moment to think of something that you're grateful for today. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Hold it. I want you all to think of someone that you love that you maybe haven't talked to in a few days. Want breathe out? And that person that first came to mind that you thought about, that you love, I'd love it if you can just stop playing this podcast and go give them a call or send them a text or an email. Just let them know how you feel. Let them know that you love them. Thank you all for listening. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm -hmm. 